Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is New Year's Day observed. Yes. On Monday, mm-hmm. January 2nd. Yep. The- Pablo's birthday, too. One years old. My French. Oh, my gosh. He's one. He's one. I didn't even remember that. I did. How cute. Yeah. So old. he's one, two, two, two. One, yes. two, twenty-two he was born. Yep. And and Phoebe was born six two twenty two. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't believe he's won. Well, cheers to twenty twenty three. Here we are. Here we go. Here we go. Blast off, you guys. Let's get it. Twenty twenty three is here. All right. So I was talking to my cousin about and I've talked to you about it before too. New Year's has always not been my favorite. Yep. And I always get anxiety. You like do. I feel anxious on new year's eve new year's day i hate the feeling um and i looked it up mm-hmm. it's a known thing is it new year's anxiety is a thing it's kind of like a culmination of things different causes but it has to do with you're extra extra busy in the month of december yeah so you have a lot of adrenaline pumped up yes and then there's that weird lull between christmas and new year's yep where your schedule is kind of thrown off yes you have all this built-up adrenaline, but now there's really kind of nothing to do. Not really. It's different, right? Yep. Then that accompanied with the in, all of the things that occurred throughout the year, it kind of starts to process in your brain. Mm-hmm. And then the icing on the cake is the unknown for the, the next year. I understand. I feel it. And, and that's... That. I get that a little bit too. You're right. I, I feel definitely that. feel that. Yeah. For I was thinking me, about that too. Yeah. Like, Damn. It's, I mean, it's just, an, it's, yeah, it's Sunday, but mentally you start thinking like. Yeah. Just what does this year have? Is, uh, my, I know where mine comes from. I don't know if it comes from all those other things I just listed. Specifically for me, it always comes from what does this year have in store? Because I know every year holds good and bad. Yes. And like, ugh, what's the bad going to be? I know. You know, because like I had New Year's anxiety in 2021 also, right? On New Year's Eve 2021 going into 2022. And man, I didn't realize all the things that would happen in 2022. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it scares me because especially going into the new year with a dad who's ill. Yeah. That's that's like, damn, here goes again. So that's what causes it for me. But it's not just that. It's like worse than ever, I think, this year. But what causes it for me is the unknown of what the year has to hold. Now, I went, I, I looked into like what can you do to make it better, to ease it up. I already do all those things. It's like set good realistic goals, have some structure, mm-hmm. yes. do self-care. And I know all those things help because the feeling that I have makes you not want to do any of those things. Like, it makes me not want to. Your body's like in fight or flight right now. Yeah. It's it's flight mode. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get ready. I didn't even want to put makeup on today. Like, I forced myself to take a shower, put a little makeup on, get some sweats on, get out of pajamas. I spent Mm. all day yesterday in pajamas. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, But yesterday, to be fair... We had gallons of water coming down. The whole bear oh, yeah. was on flood alert. Yeah. Bad. Like, for sure. If I wanted to go see my family in San Francisco yesterday, it wasn't oh, no. going to happen. No. It's, no. I mean, I so, was happy. I'm not yeah. disappointed with what I did. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I enjoyed that. But it also has to do with I just wouldn't have been able to do anything else. Yeah. 
But I also know that for me, alcohol on New Year's Eve is not a good idea because it does intensify the anxiety, the New Year's Day anxiety. Yeah, alcohol definitely can do that. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't drink anything, not even a sip of champagne. Actually, I went to sleep before, I, I, I lied, it was after nine, so it was after the ball dropped in New York, but yes. it was not yeah. before the ball dropped here in, No, no. I was out cold. I, I made it past midnight somehow. I don't know how, but I made it. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to do all the things that I know I need to do to make me feel better. And that's clean and organized. So I kind of like I mopped this. I swept and mopped this floor before. And I just wanted to clean. I made the bed. I just did all kinds of things that I didn't feel like doing. But Mm -hmm. as soon as I did them, I felt better. Yeah. I started to feel better. And I know I need to go get a little grocery shopping done, plan my meals out for the week. All that stuff has to happen, especially because I do have goals. I set some goals. So yeah. I'll share a couple just for here. I'm not going to share all my goals, but I did um, I did set some specific goals. I want to improve my dry try time for Orange Theory. That was like a, like a challenge I did in Orange Theory. I think I did it – was it in um, – I think it was in August. Yes, it was in August. And I think there's another, the next one is in March. So I did it in 57 minutes and, I mean, yeah, 57 minutes and 44 seconds. I want to improve that time. Mm. So I don't have a specific time, anything better than that. So that's my specific outcome goal for March. Yes. And in order to do that, I need to um, improve my 5K. So in January specifically, I want to establish what what's my current base 5K run and improve upon it in January. So that's my goal for January. That's crazy that you're running a 5K. Yeah. That's what, three and, miles? And yeah, it's 3.2 miles, but that's after you've done a ton of other stuff. 2,000 meter row and then like 300 reps of body weight exercises. You would have been running. I know. You hated it when I was doing it. I know. So that's that specific goal. And then my other specific goal is by the end of the year, I want to be averaging 10,000 steps a day or I not really necessarily 10,000 steps every day because it's not feasible for me sometimes because I'm doing lifting weights and things yeah, like that. I don't yeah. have that much time. But it is at least like where I I'm hit 10,000 steps more often than I don't. Mm-hmm. And awesome. so... For, walk. Yeah, so for January, my specific goal on that is to um, two 10,000-step ta- uh, th- days per week, so to plug it in my calendar, an uh, extra walking time on top yeah. of my workout. So I'm going to try that this week. I have two days plugged in of walking time to get we'll in the, the 10,000 we'll steps. Get it in. So that's January. And then my end-of-year goal, fitness goal is to have um my body fat in the teens so below 20 percent wow so in order to do that i have to cut and so i'm starting a cut my official cut starts this week i've been easing into it with some calorie deficit days but but maintenance days also so now i'll have more deficit days than maintenance days and i will also be aiming for higher protein because i want to make sure i don't lose muscle during this cut so I'm going to bump up my protein a little bit. And that's what my, that's my fitness related goals. Very specific with some January intentions there. And then I'll evaluate as I go. Yeah. You know, but for January right now, it's 
calorie controlled Saturdays. So in a cheat day that has to be a little more calorie controlled, calorie deficit, higher protein, um, walking days, and that's it. That's kind of like where I'm at. Good for you. My, for my fitness goals. I have a lot yes. of other stuff. But. Yeah, of course. So now I'm accountable. I've shared it. You Sharing heard it, here, it folks. is Hold her accountable. be accountable. Gosh, I don't know what it is. Charles has been like really needy lately. Usually he's okay with just being next to me. Lately he like wants to be in my lap. Are you needy okay? dog. He's over here in my lap. Do you have any goals? Do you have thought of have you thought about it? Are you gonna set some specific goals and smart goals? Yeah. Yeah. Finish uh reading the book that I'm on right now. Yeah. Forty Laws of Power. Finish the other book that I'm reading. Yeah. Getting my fitness game up. Yep. Yeah, um, we ha- we have a lot of business goals too. Lots of things me, coming. My own short-term goal is just just keep getting um pushing my body, my limits. Like see how hard I can keep going. You know what I mean? Like I like pushing myself. It's general though. Do you have a That's specific true. way to determine how are you going to do that? How are well, you going to do that? What I'm going to incorporate to get my cardiovascular up is I'm going to do a sprints. I already know you, you, you're just not vocalizing it, but you're doing it. The specific, you wanted to up your fitness game, which is kind of general. Yeah. But on a specific way, you started incorporating more gym days. Yes. And not just your fight training cardio days. Yes. You now go to the gym and how many, did you set a specific goal in your head on how many days you want to make it to city sports? At least three. See? So you, you, you have them. You're yeah. just. That's minimum. You just don't. Minimum. Focus. You That's just minimum. don't. I have to hit that three times a week minimum. And there it is. There's yeah. your goal. It's there. You just didn't realize it's there. You don't know how to vocalize it. But I've seen, because I know that you made that comment that you're going to start doing that. And then I noticed that you started doing that. And then you thought, I'm going to do it in the mornings because you see me leave to work out. You're like, I'm going to go work out too. I want to get up earlier too. Yeah. Why yeah. Not knock it out. Rev up the metabolism. Yeah. So For- you know what? You know what else has been helping me though? Like getting up and wide awake and bushy tailed is uh, them cold showers. In oh the yeah. I'm going to wait too. Yeah. I'm impressed with that. Whenever I get into the shower and the water's not as hot and scalding as I like it yet and I have to all the way turn off the cold, I think about you going, I don't know how he does that. Like, I honestly don't know. Well, my next my next goal to conquer is uh, <clears throat> I found a company. Uh, I think they're called Ice Barrel. And it's a barrel. You know, you mm-hmm. fill up with water. Yeah. and I, I don't know if it's just the barrel with the step or if it's temperature connected, but... Uh, yeah, I want to do that. I want to sink my whole body yeah. into ice bath. Yeah, and then you two, keep, two to three stays. minutes a day does wonders. You do something like I, I forgot the study I was reading. You do eleven minutes a week of that, and it changes your life mentally, your whole body. It just changes a lot of things. It does a lot of good things. It's a plunge, a nice plunge. Yes. And you know what it's I ice, want? Mm-hmm. So I have some materialistic goals. I want a new treadmill because okay. I do want to. I want to be able to get on a treadmill with a nice big screen. I want a new treadmill. Yeah. And I want, we don't have a treadmill, actually. We have a tread climber mm-hmm. and we have a bike, but we don't have a treadmill. I want a treadmill. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, I would like a infrared uh, sauna. Mm. Like, yeah. you can buy them on Amazon. They're yeah. these, like, little room things. Yeah. And uh, I'd like that. Yeah. I'd like to sit in the sauna. You know what all this is? What we're doing, mm-hmm. we're talking about, not realizing? This is, we're investing into ourselves. Mm-hmm. We got to go through the suck of things in life Mm -hmm. to to make this vessel that we're in better. You have to. Does the cold shower hurt? Of course it does. I sit there and stare at it like, oh, here we go. But just do it. Because I know it's, listen, it's not going to kill me. It's going to hurt, but that's pain is temporary. Mm -hmm. I'm acclimating to it. It's not as bad as it was when I first did it. 
Yeah, exactly. But I, you know what I heard about the sauna? I was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. and they said it's the best thing you can do. You slather on your like skincare, even like body skincare and your mm-hmm. serums and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the sauna. Mm-hmm. And when you come out, a dry sauna, when you come out, you don't feel any of the creams and stuff on your skin surface. It literally it absorbs Oh, nice. Into your body. I need to get into my skincare game too. My yeah. Friends. You know, they got it for men. Of course. We got to take care of ourselves. I got to up my game. Yeah. So I'm anyways, that's what that's what's on the uh, the agenda for that. And I'd also like to get on a business side, which before the end of the year, I want to invest in a um, in-body, the good, the good upgraded for business, commercial use in-body scale, where I can have local clients come in do their evaluations oh, okay yeah sure it's yeah. always it's always a good thing to have that you know yeah the data yeah. i love data exactly data data is the like data don't lie the best yep so anyways um our little hot coffee segment of the day cheers to me for the hot coffee thank you for my coffee by the way is this a pod or like an esp- a regular coffee not not espresso regular right coffee. okay is we binge watched that show that we talked about last week, Love for the Ages. Yeah. And yeah. it so it's just to recap if you didn't catch that episode, Love for the Ages is a reality show on Peacock that Mike and I were heavily recruited for and decided to not do it. But we the show has made it to air. We binge watched it. It was eight episodes. Um, last week I said, I thought like it was going to be really raunchy or whatever. I take that back. It actually wasn't very raunchy. I think they used the raunchiest clips in the previews as places typically do. I didn't think it was very raunchy at all, but I do think it was good. Yeah. It was a good show. I, like I thought it was really good. And I have to say, I'm going to give, I'm going to eat crow a little bit because I talked a lot of crap about the casting agent saying that she was trying to mislead us or whatever. I have to admit, I thought they were going to set us up worse. Like, it wasn't like Temptation Island, <clears throat> where they showed the other, they showed the, uh, the op, you know, the partner's clips from the house, and they made it, cut it at the the worst part, and made it look bad. So it leaves your significant other wondering. Yeah, like, I don't feel like thoughts. there were conniving in that way to set couples up for failure. Mm-hmm. I really don't think so. It yeah. didn't feel that way. Yeah. It didn't feel malicious in that way, which I, I liked that. Um, but I have to say, though, I feel like I have a theory on, on um, I think that the one couple we really liked, so Mike and Maria, they were together for 20 years, almost 20, married for almost 20 years. Yeah. I truly feel that they were really in the cro- a crossroads in the relationship. Like that was very real. Yeah. There was another couple on there, Sylvia. And, and if you want to watch the show, spoiler alert, and you don't want to get a spoiler, just fast forward the next five minutes or so. Um, so you don't get, because I'm going to give you a spoiler. But the other couple, Sylvia and Sebastian, mm-hmm. I feel like they came on the show like we would have come on the show. They didn't weren't really at a crossroads. I mean, yeah, I feel like they have a history early in their relationship. They had problems, but yes. I don't feel like they were in a current crossroads. No? Nope. I feel like they went on the show and they gave each other real specific rules and they thought, let's just go get exposure for our business. They have a fitness business. Uh, 
they have ah. a fitness pro like a, a certain type of fitness business because I noticed a few times when he was working out with the singles girls they had this contraption on and then when I, I of course I stalked social media I went into their social media and I noticed that's their business this contraption thing and notice how they had very specific rules and he goes oh no I can't break we have specific rules that we set yes. and I feel like it was a it was like a storyline thing where she kept saying, oh, I like to be the fantasy of just being around younger guys. I felt like that was a little bit of a storyline-ish thing that they decided on. Yeah. And they were gonna, she was going to be flirty and he was going to be very like stay in his lane on his side. I think that was decided on. Mm -hmm. And I think that the crew knew and I think that Adrian knew, they knew they call, and they called the bullshit yeah. and that's why they kicked him off. Yep. They thought, you know what? It's obvious. We can't like continue to pretend this isn't obvious and you guys got to go home. Like you're not here for really changing your marriage. Yeah. Nope. And you don't, don't you feel that way? That's yeah. how I think. I, I feel like they kind of got called now, now out. Looking back at it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. You know? And I think we probably would have got stuck in that rut because we weren't really at a crossroads. We would have had to pretend we were at a crossroads. Yeah. Because we even told her that though. We're not at a crossroads. And she kept convinced, trying to convince me as a she salesperson. Goes, oh, I like, know, but they're going to have counselors. It's going to improve your marriage. Yeah. And she said, if you guys are solid, you'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, she's right. I feel like we would have been fine. You know, yeah. I'm not, I don't worry. And now that after I watch the show at all, yeah. but I just feel like we might have come across like this other couple a little bit um but the 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 one couple i actually dm'd her because i was i was just like hey the the maria and mike i dm'd yeah. her and um i told her like hey we were on we almost did this show but i got cold feet and i, I was just congratulating them i think they did it they made the show honestly if they were not on the show mm -hmm. it would have been a flop yeah because the other couple they had issues or whatever too um the the, the third couple but they weren't as exciting, I don't think. I think Michael and Maria were exciting. And um, she said that that's interesting because we did actually hear there was supposed to be five couples and then there was only three. Mm. She goes, you must have been four. There's got to be another couple out there that backed out. Yeah. But yeah, she was really nice. Very, um, her and her husband still together. It looked like they're doing good. That's good. But it was a good show. What do you think? Yeah, it was interesting, you know? To see how things played out. And uh, for them, I feel like it strengthened their marriage. That's for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I think they were an interesting, you know, they were at a, a true crossroads because they were together for since they were kids. And that's yes. hard. That's yeah, really like hard. 16 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, yeah. That is. That's I, hard. I, wouldn't, I don't know what that's like. Now, this other, the other couple, the husband had had like a long-term affair. They were together 14 years, but he had a, like a years-long affair in between that, in that marriage. Mm -hmm. Do did. you think that it is possible to recover from infidelity? Every person's different. Some people, yes. Some people, no. Some people can't get past it. Some people can't move past it. Yeah. Everybody's different. It, it can't. It, what works for you or not or <laughs> other people don't, everybody works differently. Some people can't get past it. Some people can. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I would say never say never. No. I don't think that, but it, the, what saddens me, what does sadden me is I feel like once there is infidelity, that magic or that sanctity is gone 
and that can't be recovered. But I do think it's possible to stay married and like get past it. Yeah. I do feel. It just depends on the circumstances of the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends how solid you guys are. Has it been an ongoing thing? Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil her, but the, the person he was having an affair with was no bueno either. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, Sneaky. she was married also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a long-term thing. Yikes. I don't know. Um, but the other couple, the one that I said they weren't there at a crossroads, they early in their relationship had infidelity too. But I just still feel like they just weren't at the point in time that they joined this show. They were not at a crossroads. I don't feel, Hmm. I feel like they were solid. Yeah. I didn't feel that way at all. I felt like it was a little bit of a storyline and they wanted exposure, you know, and I'm not faulting them at all because if we would have said yes to the show that would be the reason why and we would have give also had rules of course don't you think yep um but man the singles still oh they just went irritated like, me. Went like this shots up and yeah falling for that trap yeah you're gonna get me wasted and, and put me in a vulnerable position no way no I'm, one thing about getting being older is i'm sharper in this older years i ain't falling for no traps yeah I know all the traps. Yeah, like there was this one part where they asked them to take off their wedding rings or whatever. And they did. They all took their wedding rings off for the for the producers or whatever. But then the um the one husband, Michael, he had extra rings, like gym rings or whatever. So he wore he put a ring back on. But then the one of the singles saw it back on and she made him give it to her. And I just thought, no. You're going to get so much in trouble for that later when your yeah. wife see like this, you yeah. know, as much as I think like, I feel like they did a good job and every, they were, they were good at the end of it, but they are still going to watch the show and they're going to have arguments over several episodes, several scenes. Yes. You're going to have to argue mm-hmm. through some of the stuff. And yeah. that was one of the things for 100%. sure that he is going to be in How trouble you for. You I'd have been pissed. And she stuck it in her bra and then she brought it out again when she, she used it as ammunition so to make his pissed. wife look stupid. I would have been okay. furious. See, that's why I know not to do that shit. No man should be given. But I don't think you would have given your ring. I don't think you would have been that. I don't. Come I just on, don't man. think so. I think you would have been because you don't like to be told what to do anyway. I'm not persuaded that easily either. Yeah. I just don't feel like you. I think you would have been an asshole about it. Probably. I told her, leave me alone already. Stop asking me for my my ring. Who is you? Oh, but you would have made good TV, I think. Huh? I just picture you going, sweetheart, sweetheart, sweetheart. Yeah. Relax, relax, yeah, relax. Down. Pipe down, puppy dog. <laughs> Pipe down. Oh, but I'm sure we would be, there would be moments we would argue, we'd have to argue through when we watched it. Probably. Don't you think? You got to somewhat play into it. Or you're going to look obvious, like what, the dude's in the corner? No. Doesn't want to engage with nobody? I wouldn't have said, no. Yeah, I got to talk, engage, but hands off. We don't but I do feel like that. that's what that guy did. He kind of was, because remember I said, God, it's episode three and they have hardly shown Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And there's only three couples. Yeah. Why are not they not showing him? I think that's why they, they, they were already struggling getting a story out of them. Yeah. Because you got to understand, a lot of this, it's production. You got to, yes. the producers TV, are trying to move TV's story. Not real life. They reality. Story lines. Yeah, I know a lot about like the behind the scenes of reality. They have to like move stories forward. They probably told yes. that girl, the single, they knew on the other side that Maria was really upset about having to give up her ring. 
So they probably told that girl, the single, Natalie, to go in there and ask him for his ring. The producer probably fed her that, like, hey, you know, they, they're producing them. Of course. Like, hey, go in there and ask him for his ring. Uh, for sure. It's not all, like, it's, we've, it's definitely... We've known, we've known about that. Producers try to push the envelope with people on TV and try yeah. to do things. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, um, okay, so now let's talk about everybody else's goals and, and how, how they're going to make it happen or whatever. I, the most important thing for making your goals happen in 2023 is, what do you think? What do you think is like really important? Making your goals? Yeah. Write them down. Yeah, writing them down. Write them down. That's number, that's number one, I would say. Uh-huh. To actually have actual goals. Yes. That you write down. Yes. And then the accountability. Accountability. Piece. You have to have, don't try to reach goals and skip over the accountability factor of it. Never get there. Like even the, um, the other thing that we're working on right now, secretly, not so secretly, but kind of, the fact that we're both doing it. Yeah. There's that account. That's accountability. It's true. Isn't it? Yes. Because I think it'd be really easy to skip it for a few days or get behind. And if yeah, you're doing it all by yourself. Two, two days turns into three, it, for sure. So if we know this, what can people do to help with accountability besides a program? Because I'm not just trying to say, oh, my God, you got to buy a program. That's not what I'm getting at right now. Yeah. I feel like find somebody. Find a buddy. Like an accountability buddy? Not a yes or yes, ma'am. No, find someone. And if you have an Apple Watch, did you know you can share your rings with people? No. So I you can like watch. set your rings, like your goals, and then you can share the rings with people so that you can be like, hey, I'm going to share my rings with you. You know, make sure, and I'm going to try to close my rings five times this week or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's accountability. You can have a little, have like a side bets or something. Yeah. Make side bets. It'd be great if it could be your significant other, but unfortunately it can't always be because sometimes the significant other's like, oh, hell no, don't get me, push me into that. I'm not interested. Yeah, right. It's true. Yeah. But on that token though, even if someone, they're not on the journey with you, if they love you, they should still support you. Facts. So I challenge you to ask them for support. Say, look, I know you're not currently doing this right now, Mm -hmm. but I am. These are my goals and I need you to support my goals. So don't come home with donuts if you know that I can't have donuts today and don't try to entice me to have donuts. Yeah. Don't touch my willpower. Yeah, don't do that. Instead, support me. You know, come home with a treat, a calorie-friendly treat or support me in other ways. But don't don't mm-hmm. try to sabotage because I feel like sometimes for whatever reason, significant others think it's funny to like sabotage. Yeah, they do. I believe that. So even if your significant other isn't going to partake, you know, in your journey, maybe if they do, that's the best. If you could do it together. Of course. And listen, it doesn't mean they need to be on a weight loss journey. They don't have to, if they might not have to lose weight or want to lose weight, but who shouldn't be on a health journey? Right. Everybody should Everybody. be on a health journey of some sort. We need to put their health before anything. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'll break it down to you. 
most people want wealth. We all want big pockets, big bank accounts. Of course, it's wealth equals freedom. You're able to do things in life, enjoy life. But without your health, forget about it. None of that means nothing. You could, you could right. be wealthy as hell. Doesn't matter. If your health ain't there, guess what? Doesn't matter. You need your health. And it needs to be prioritized. You guys need to prioritize. Put yourself first. Stop putting everything else first. Put yourself first. Invest in yourself. Because you're the most important person. You know, you need to remember that. You need to be healthy and strong for your family, yourself. Keep your mental health strong too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, what did you say when Steve Jobs died? Remember? You were like, man. Dude, poor guy. He had regrets at the end. Because, listen, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak on it. What kind of cancer he had. I don't remember. I, I don't know. I just know he, that's what mm-hmm. he succumbed to. And there's no guarantee he would have he beat it if he did chemo. But he tried to go holistic. And towards the end, he said he had regrets like, damn, why didn't I just uh, do chemo instead? Maybe I could have beat this thing and prolong my life. Yeah. But it was too late. He, he waited to too long, too late at the end. Ooh, yeah. He pancreatic, had pancreatic. Pretty much. I mean, you catch it early on. No, pancreatic cancer is like a 90. It's like, okay, so it's the, not, it, I don't think there's a cure for it really. Okay, so maybe. He was diagnosed with a rare form of pancreatic cancer. Highly aggressive and rapidly fatal. Wow. Ugh. That's sad. Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah. But yeah, and, but what, what did you say? Not to say that he had any control over that, because I'm not saying no, that all, no. but there are most chronic conditions and diseases are preventable. Yes. Um, the are. most fatal ones, the, mo- the, the ones that are killing us statistically, the ones we're dying from the most statistically are preventable with healthy lifestyle interventions early in life. Yeah. And I know people get tired of that word, health, healthy, health, healthy, but you need it. You need it. I don't care if you're tired of it. I don't care if it bothers you. I don't care if you're sick of hearing it. You need it in this life <clears throat> straight up. There's no other way around it. Don't kid yourself. You need to be healthy. Mm-hmm. If not, then go to the doctor. Go get prescriptions. Go wait till, till the, your end of days come. But while you're here, guess what? If you're healthy, you feel good, you're going to radiate that energy to the rest of your friends, family. They're going to see that. Mm-hmm. You know? You're going to be a positive mindset. That's what you want. Why wouldn't you want that? I don't understand why people would want that feeling. I, I feel like I feel know. bad that they're missing out on this feeling. Me too. And it just makes me so sad because like why not why what stops you from pursuing the best version of yourself? Right? Like while I'm in the gym, I watch people, I look at working out and everybody just looks like they're in their zone, like happy place. Like yeah. they're supposed to be there. Yeah. Like and I keep telling people. The medicine is not at the doctor's office. The medicine's in the mm-hmm. gym. And I don't necessarily mean you have to be indoors in the gym. You could do bodyweight workouts mm-hmm. outdoors. You could walk. You could run. The medicine is in your fitness. That's it. There's no secret. It's in your fitness. Don't overeat and make sure you stay on top of your fitness. Mm-hmm. And you can prevent so many things in life. So many things. So there's a bunch that you can't. Yep. We know that. But you put yourself in a really good position to fight off the things that you can't control because look i'm sitting here and i know for a fact i am someone that has to like outrun cancer a little bit and i'm someone who has to outrun high blood pressure you know that you know it from your weight you have a cousin who passed away from a stroke in her 40s 40 years old you have a dad who had a stroke early in life, mm-hmm. not as an elderly man when he had it. In his 50s. In his 50s. Almost took him out. 
So that's what you know. And you know you have hypertension, who's someone who's super healthy, not overweight, good BMI, but the doctor says it's hereditary, not diet-induced hypertension. So, and I know that now I've had two times where I've had cancer cells in my body, or I had pre-cancer cells in my, pre-cancer in my colon, but I had cancer cells in my cervix that they had to take, that they had to remove. They did a pulpectomy or whatever six years ago. Um, But had I not caught that and removed those cells, you know, so that's that. And then now the colon. So I have to be careful. I have to be on top of it. I have to have all my checks. But I have in my head, I, this is how I deal with the anxiety. I think if I do get something, I'm going to fight it. Yes. And I'm going to be on top of it. I'm going to figure it out as early as possible. And I'm going to put myself in the best position health-wise to be able to fight the good fight. Yes. If I need to. Yes. And so that's how I think about it. You're you're making your body strong. Right. And a lot of people think about it. They get sick. Their body's already weak. Right. They're not in any kind of physical fitness shape. So guess what? The chances of them beating are are, are very low. Yeah, you're not going in with all your armor. You're not. You know? Do I feel... I feel like my dad has always been on top of his... He never let his weight get too out of control. And he's always gone to his checkups and been on top of things. And I feel that had he not, you know, he didn't have a lot of health conditions or problems going into this illness, he wouldn't be alive now. He would have never survived that surgery. They wouldn't have even done the surgery. Nope. We have a friend of ours who said a lot of times that's really invasive surgery for someone in their 80s. They have to be in a really good shape to, to, to have that surgery. A lot of surgeons don't want, you know, a death on their record. True. So they're not going to operate if they don't feel like the person's going to survive the surgery a lot of times. Yeah. Got to right. remember, a lot of that time, it's business and stats and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um. So he was in a position where he was able to have that surgery because he took care of himself else otherwise. Yes. He was pretty know? active, walked around the neighborhood. He yeah, he was, he was never, my dad was not a decrepit 80-year-old man. Oh, no, he was still building things, repairing things. I mean, just last year. Gate. It didn't even, yeah. Just last year. He didn't know how to slow down. And I no. think that's what's probably, you know, tough on him. He's, this is slowing him down. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. tough. Poor guy. It's hard. It's hard, but I don't feel like he would have <clears throat> make it, made it this far had he not had a, you know, pr- strong, strong vessel. Body. Yeah, he has a strong vessel. He does. He's, he does. So that's the thing. So even though we can't control a lot of things, but here's the thing. You can control a lot of things, though. You can. For all the things you can't control, there's tenfold things you can. There are a lot of things that are killing us that are controllable. The high, you know, what's that? The cardiovascular uh, disease is yes, the highest. The highest. You know, it's the highest uh, cause of death. Yep. In yes, America. It is. And it's preventable. Very preventable, you guys. It's crazy. Like you could literally just keep your weight down and don't have to, you know, and prevent that. So here's the thing. What stops people then? What I feel like does, and it's like a barrier, a roadblock, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Is because I feel like maybe they, things crept up mm-hmm. while they're still young. And when you're young and gaining weight, you still feel this feeling of invincibility. You don't have that panic that death is near. True. You don't think, you don't even think about your health, really. You don't think about, you, you know, you don't, you go to the tanning bed, you get, 
you you do all these things that you know could cause this, could cause that, because you it so feels so far away that you don't worry about it yet, like yeah. death. Yes. But then as you get older, you start to you you know you know you make more conscious decisions. But people when they're young, if they've built up, if they just gained weight slowly over time and just every year added on some more layers, then it and then when you do start to think like, oh my God, my health, now you feel like you're you have a big mountain to climb. Yep. And it feels overwhelming. Yes. And I think people don't know how to get started. Yeah. That's the hardest part, mm -hmm. getting started. Where do mm -hmm. I, they're lost. And it's important, you guys, if you're lost, reach out to a professional. Invest yeah. in yourself. Yeah. You spend all this money on useless stuff. Let's be honest. A lot of us throughout years have bought stuff that we didn't need. Useless. Putting money into yourself mm -hmm. ain't useless. It's not a waste. You got to invest in yourself. That's what someone told me a while back. Someone's like, yeah, I have a trainer. And he's teaching me this and teaching me that. I go, that's great. He goes, and it's, he's, he's pricey, but he goes, it's investing into myself, he said. I go, yeah. He goes, you can't, you've got to bet on yourself. Who else are you going to invest in? Yourself. You got I've to. had so many people say, oh, you'll do Orange Theory. It's so expensive. See, right there. Boom. That's, that's so expensive. Now, let's break down how many times a week you eat out. How much you spend in makeup? I'm just I'm just referring to women now and, and other useless stuff you might buy clothes you don't need. <laughs> the average trip to Starbucks ten dollars. Ten dollars. Some people go every day or at least five days a week. Yes. Start adding that. That's up. Orange Theory. That's Orange Theory right there. Mm -hmm. See. So what do you guys? Orange Theory or Starbucks? Right. Make your coffee at home and go. That's but if, that's the problem. And if somebody says that orange theory is too expensive, then I'm like, ooh, you have the wrong mindset. Yep. There's a wrong lot of mindset. other things you could have pointed out. Yes. That are more expen that are yes. expensive. Like, yes. oh, you go to Starbucks, that's so expensive. Never hear someone say that. No. They never say that. They go, ooh, Starbucks, let's go yeah. to Starbucks. A breakfast sandwich and, and a drink, ten bucks right there. Eleven. Probably bucks. more. Yeah. Twelve. They've gotten expensive. Yeah. Real expensive. So yeah, the, I think that it feels overwhelming. It feels like a huge mountain to climb. I think the best way to think about that is how can you break that down so it's not overwhelming? Yeah. You're not, don't try to climb a mountain. Try yeah. to break it way down. Just try to climb a couple of feet at a time. Yep. And think, okay, how can I make some steps forward? How's your, how's your cardiovascular system? How far can you walk? Ask yourself mm -hmm. that. Okay, start with that. I can walk a quarter mile right now, my car. Right. Okay, start with that. Keep doing that every day. Before you know it, it's nothing. Then you're mm -hmm. half a mile. Then mm -hmm. you're a mile. Then you're two miles. Then you're three miles. That's how I trained my French bulldog, Pablo. He's a puppy. I mm -hmm. walked a quarter mile, half Imagine a mile. Imagine if you would have taken him out on the first walk and walked him three miles. Probably gave him a heart attack. Yeah. And now it's nothing. No, he, he handles it like a That's champ. That's how you do it. I built that him up. That is how you do it. He's a French bulldog. Most, you got to understand, most of those dogs are not built for long distance. Mm -hmm. Majority of people tell me out there, you're crazy. He walks it just fine. He's not. He does. I've never even seen him get like feel over, look no, overexerted. No, but I built him up. I'm just, I'm just giving an example mm -hmm. how you get started, how you get moving. Set, no, it's set true. Goals, you know? Small, start small. small. You know what's interesting? Okay, because I have a program, so it's Jay's Body Bootcamp, where I give everybody all the tools they need for weight loss. But I kind of get, you know, you get kind of everything, and then they kind of. It's a self-service program, so it's not one-on-one -on -one necessarily, although I'm there to support them, but it's affordable, so they kind of have the tools, and then I try to guide them on how to use those tools yeah. as a group, right? But truly, if you're struggling, if you have a mountain in front of you, and then you get access to this program, the program's going to feel like a mountain. 
it's going to feel like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. What do I do? All yeah. I have to do all these things in yes. order to be successful. No, that's why, like I always tell people, like if you feel like that, if you're not like in this self-paced place where you can kind of decipher how you need to start or whatever, book into a coaching call. Because in a coaching call, I can tell you this, usually you'd think these clients call me thinking I'm going to tell them all the things they need to do in the program. And I kind of just, I don't focus on the program. I'm like, look, the program is there. Yeah. When you're ready to work the program, you can, but that's not why you book this call. You book this call because you don't know where to start. Yes. So you're not going to start with the program. We're going to talk and you're going to, I'm going to figure out where you need to start. And it's usually really simple. Like I'll say like, oh, okay. So you don't walk at all. Let's try walking, you know, 5,000 steps a day. Yes. Let's work on that this month. And let's try eating under 2,000 calories a day this month consistently for the next few weeks. Once you're able to do that consistently, let's get back together and we'll layer onto that. That's yeah. what I do when clients, when they book into calls, it's usually that they're overwhelmed. They already have access to the program and they're yeah. still having a hard time getting started. That's because they're overwhelmed. Yeah. So yes. we need to scale up all the way back saying, look, mm -hmm. I know these are your macros and these are going to be great, but you're not even ready for these yet because no. you can't even get your volume of food under control. Yeah. How are you, how do you think you're going to be able to cut your volume in half for some people, monitor protein, work out five days a week, you know, do all these things when you haven't even been able to scale back on volume. You're trying to climb a mountain before putting your shoes on. True. You know, and I think that's the biggest problem because what is what happens? People get overwhelmed and they shut down. I can't do it. Yeah, because because again, what's the difference between you and them? Mindset. Yeah, it all starts in the mind, right? That's it. Because I I put myself in that position though. I do. I think about yeah. like the things that went through my head. When I felt like I had a huge mountain and I thought it was, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I'm, I'm beyond the point of no return. I have a lot of weight to lose. Yeah. I'm over 200 pounds. How did you feel? Can you go back? I there? felt panicked. You did? I felt panicked. Like I can't do, I can't do it. So I feel it. I feel what people feel. Like yep. I feel that. Do you ever have that? And, and not to like degrade women or anything like they say when you when you're big like that or th that heavy, like you have this fear of like fat girl fear inside of you still. That person, do you see that person in the mirror? Does that make sense? I don't um, know if I'm saying it right. Like, yeah, you know you're in shape now, but do you ever see that other person? Body, it's kind of a form of body dysmorphia. Yeah, I think it yeah, lives yeah. within you forever. Okay. A little bit of fear that one day you're gonna let go of the reins and not be and able to back, grab them back and, again. And, and be, There's a little bit of that fear. I don't think, okay. but I think a little bit of that fear is good. Yes, keeps you in check, right? Yeah. That's what fighting fighters say too. It's funny when you step in the cage. Yeah. You're like you you feel tough and you feel aggressive, but there's also that bit of fear because mm -hmm. you're going up against another train yeah. killer. But it keeps you sharp. So, but but that being said, fear should keep your defenses sharp, your senses mm -hmm. sharp. Like this guy's trying to take my head off, hands up at all times. What's well, exactly? So it's kind of like I think like I'm not I am not arrogant to think that I could never go back there. Yeah. Me too. I don't want to get back there. I've been there too. It's not you know? an ugly feeling. And I just think though of how I felt like it was, I felt overwhelming and I just didn't even know where to begin. And it made me hold off on starting for a while. Like I would, yeah. 
you know, and then for a while I would start and stop and start and stop and just, but it, you know, what helped, what really helped me was breaking down into little tiny goals and feeling like I was accomplishing something. Little wins, celebrating the little wins yeah. along the way. Like I started to be like, oh, I had a little bit of progress. Like I see a difference. Like as soon as I could start to see a little bit of progress, it motivated me to keep going. Yes, true. So you have to set those little goals because when when I was 205 pounds, when, before I changed that mindset, mm -hmm. And I would step on the scale and it'd be 204 pounds. I'm like, oh my God, I'm still over 200 pounds. I would focus on that instead of focusing on, hey, I lost a pound. I'm on the right track. Yes. It wasn't the until- The needle's moving. Yeah. And even though it, you know, it was slow yes. at first, yes. but once I started to see what I was doing was working, I did more. Do more of what's working Facts. and let go of what's not working. Yes. True. Get rid of the exactly. Get rid of it. You don't need it. What's not working, throw it out. Yeah. Um, and then you identify where you keep if you have to keep starting over, try to identify what is the point in which you keep starting over. What is happening there? And try to do something different. Don't try to keep starting the same thing and repeat and just keep like what do you what do you always say? Do, trying to do the same thing over and over again. Insanity. Definition of insanity. You have to figure results. out why do I keep doing this? Why is it that every Saturday I lose my shit and go crazy or whatever? Try something different. Be like, this isn't working. A five, six days of a calorie deficit going into the weekend, going into a Saturday, has me like an untamed animal. Change it up. Mm -hmm. Do Three-day calorie deficit, one-day maintenance. Three-day calorie deficit, one-day maintenance. You know, switch, you know yes. switch it up so you don't go in. Just try something different. See if that works. Mm -hmm. If like, huh, that's better. I wasn't so ravenous when I came upon Saturday. Yes. I didn't feel so deprived. Yep. So cool. That works for you, you know? It might not work for everybody, but I'm just saying stop trying. If you find that you keep having to start over because you keep making the same mistake, stop for a second and think what can i try that's different so i can see if something else might work because this obviously is not working yeah. those are the kind of things i i talk through with clients too because i'll ask them where where's your problem where what's your biggest pain point what's your biggest barrier to reaching your goals or if it's a brand new client i'll ask them what what is like what why didn't you reach your goals last time you set these what happened yeah, you gotta identify that, and, and and fix that, and work on that. Yeah, write it down, so you know where you're uh, falling short. You know, because yeah. everybody has those barriers. Exactly. Everybody. I don't care. The most disciplined people too, at a one point in time, have done the start, stop, start, stop. You know what I mean? Everybody. Till you fit. Till we figured it out. Yeah, it works. And it's normal. Like I'm not saying it's not. Uh, your journey is not going to be linear. You know, it kind of goes up and down and you have good days, bad days. That's life. What did you just say? Good days, bad days. Yeah. That's life. You're going to you're gonna have great, a lot of great days, but there's going to be some bad days. And okay, you have a bad day, lift yourself back up. Pick yourself up. It's okay. Yeah. You're human. You'll be all right. But remember, just you got to break it down. So don't, don't try to climb the mountain. No. Try to climb a no. little, a little tiny hill at yes. first yes. and get your shoes on first. Yes. You get the right shoes. Yes, exactly. Then go for it. And yes. if you have never worked out before... 
Start with walking. Walking is the most underrated tool for fat loss and health. It's low impact. Mm-hmm. It gets your you burn calories. Yep. It's not it doesn't break down your body. And and women, you need that little uh bounce your step where you're you're stimulating your bones too. Yeah, for the osteoporosis. Yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. I see a lot when I'm out walking, Pablo, I see a lot of older women out walking. Like they're yeah. out walking, they're getting it. And I'm like thinking to myself, it's cold, freezing, but they're out here walking. There's no excuse for me not to be out here walking. You know? Yeah. Robert's grandmother in um Idaho, I don't know how old she is now. She's gotta be almost ninety. Mm-hmm. As long as my Robert's my ex-husband, by the way, but as long as I've known her, she has been highly active, taking spin class and exercising and walking day? and hiking. She's still active, yes, See? and she's very youthful. She was a very youthful grandmother. I remember thinking, "Wow, you she is why? amazing." She stayed. She she stayed shape. active. Yep. If I got to think about it, if she's probably say she's ninety right now, she's got to be at least ninety. If she's ninety, then when I, what, what's 25 years? So she was 65. So 65 when I was like going to Idaho. At 65 years old, she was taking spin class every day and hiking. We would hike Tubbs Hill in Coeur d'Alene. Those uh-huh. of you who know Coeur d'Alene. We would hike Tubbs Hill every time we went there yeah. with her. And she was taking a spin class five days a week. You, you Up s- at 5 a.m., 65 years old, cutting fresh fruit, baking bread. And- t- and look, my mother succumbed at 65 years old. I lost my mother. See the difference? Mm-hmm. She was obese with diabetes. See the difference? See the difference between grandma and this grandma? woman? Activity, she was... activity, healthy, activity, pushing her body, not saying, I'm 65, I can't do this. You got to stop living in yourself, you guys. All right, yeah. So I know, I agree. People limit themselves. Yeah, okay. I'll make an example. You, for instance, you have tapped into an inner beast you never knew you had. Now that you joined Orange Theory, you're mm-hmm. pushing yourself mm-hmm. way harder. It's crazy because you didn't train like this when you were younger. Mm-mm. You're older now, but you're training harder. Yeah. Ain't that weird? Usually when you're older, you're like, oh, I'm getting weaker. I'm going to scale back, but you're pushing No, I harder. know. It has to do with setting goals. That's it. Setting goals. Mindset I'm like, oh, too, okay. I, I hit that. Mm-hmm. I achieved that. Now on to the next thing. Yeah. On to the next thing. On to the next thing. Challenge and, yourself. That's what you're doing. You're challenging yourself. Yeah. If you otherwise- don't challenge themselves enough. If I go into every year like, well, I'm going to work out my lift weights three times a week and do this, but with no goals, then it's aimless. It's like you spin your wheels. Yes. Like I have goals. So when you're working towards something, it's more strategic. So my goals this year, reduce body fat. I didn't have a reduced body fat goal last year. I just kind of wanted to cruise and maintain and live in maintenance and enjoy that. Yes. For a while, um, so, but this year I have a reduced body fat goal and I know that because I ate a lot of calories throughout the year and I was really focused on my workouts that I, I will reveal a lot more muscle this year Yeah. when I do that cut. So yeah. I'm glad I took a break and I'm sure my body will be very receptive to a cut because yes. that's why it's like, it's not really, it's, I want to accomplish it within this year, but not at the end of the year. When I say that, I want to reduce body fat by in 2023, it's just within this year I'm going to do it. It's not going to take me a year. No. So I'm, it's going to, just like a smart goal has to be something you can reevaluate and adjust accordingly. Yeah. Um, so I will readjust once I get to where I want to get. I will readjust my, where I'm going. Yeah. But you have to know where you're going or else you won't accomplish anything. No. You'll just drive in a circle. Yeah. Or you'll get lost. 
you'll take a trail and you don't know where you're at. You get lost. You're, right. You're, you're just like stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So. It's, it's, I don't know. It, it's not a hard concept. I don't know. I guess it is kind of like a pain in the ass, though, to sit down. Here's the problem. This is what I think most people do. I'm guilty of this. I think you're guilty of this. Is you'll have goals. You'll have things in your head. Yes, I want to accomplish this. And when you're in that right mindset, maybe you're like driving and you're thinking about all the things you want to accomplish. It's going through your head. But you never stop and write it down. I think that's where a lot of people fall short. Big time. You're not lying. You are so right about that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's important. I got to get, I, I'm going to work on doing that. Even if you bust out your phone, write in yeah, your notes. Yeah, open your notepad. Private. Yeah. Keep it private if you want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Share what you want, but keep it private. But it goes, in, it spins in your head. On, but here's the thing. It'll go through your head when you're feeling good. You're feeling motivated. You're going to have all these things. But then there's going to be days where you're feeling down. And you're going to just kind of like not feel motivated or whatever. And if you hadn't wrote it down, you're going to be like, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. Where am I going? Yeah. And you just feel down. That's normal. We have bad mental health days. And you won't, and it'll be harder to get yourself back on the right frequency, on the right path of positive thinking if you didn't write it down because now you're not in the right headspace. So you don't remember all those amazing things you want to accomplish. You're not thinking that way anymore because now you're Debbie Downer. And so then until you get back into that headspace, you're not even going to know what you're doing. Now, if you had written it down, yeah. it'll help get you back into the right headspace a lot faster. It's crazy. I'm going to reiterate on what you just said. It's almost like you're in your own prison in your head when you're Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people always look for other Debbie Downers because misery loves company. Yes. Don't get caught in that, you guys. Don't let no one bring you down. If you're, if you're operating on a high frequency, my advice to you, careful with people who operate on a low frequency or, or try to motivate them. Get, bring them up slowly to your frequency, you know? Yeah, you can, but it can, it's easier to we, fall down a frequency than it is to climb up on to one. So you got to yes. protect your mental health. Your energy. I, I have to do that a lot these days. I'm not going to lie. Yes. You know, my, I go to my dad sometimes and he's not in the right headspace. And yeah. man, it's really hard for me to stay on a high frequency. I find myself kind of like, ugh. Isn't it crazy how people could drain your energy? Mm-hmm. They could drain your frequency. And he feels bad about it. So it's like I, he he knows it and he feels bad. Like, oh, you come here and I just say only I'm only negative. You know, he know he knows it, and I feel bad. But it's hard. It's hard to stay on that higher, like you said, on that higher frequency when yeah. you have to yeah. deal with that. Yeah, and we all have it inside of us. Everybody has that inner beast. Going mm-hmm. back to your 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 ex husband's uh, grandmother. She's 65. She's operating on a high when frequency. When she was 65, she was yeah. 65. Anyways, her, her frequency and her mindset, she was a beast. Nothing could stop her. And we all have that inside of us. Mm-hmm. You just got to channel that. You got to unlock it. I promise you it's there. Nobody's special. Everybody has that beast. But you got to unlock it. That's the only way. Yeah. You have to believe. You have to tell yourself in the mirror every day, where's that beast at? Unlock yeah. it. Let it out. Don't be afraid. I'm telling you, it's there. We all yeah. have it. Look at you. Like I said, you, you've unlocked your inner beast to get to another level. Yeah. So think about the things that are, what are your tools that are going to help you get back into the right headspace when you fall out of your groove? You know yeah. what I mean? And like I said, that's why I said writing it down helps. Mm-hmm. Um, little reminders. You've got to have that because it, 
It sucks when you fall out of the right headspace. It feels so good when you're just feeling good. And you know what I'm going to tell you? Honestly, you can fall in and out of those headspaces multiple times a day. I'm not talking about like Mm -hmm. one day is good, one day is bad, or one month's good, one month's bad. One minute is good. One minute is bad. Yeah. One hour. You know, it's hour by hour. For me, it's hour by hour. Yeah. It's weird. It's like in the morning, I'm motivated. I'm this, I'm that. And it starts to like, it starts to decline a little bit. Yeah. Throughout the day. Yeah, it does. But that's life, you know? What yeah. Do you do? Yeah. So, but you have to think of, I'll have all the tools in your tool shed that help you get back on track. And True. what are those things? Well, writing down your why and your goals and having a good a visible place, keeping your space clean and organized helps. Yes. Um, vision, also, vision, vision, vision. Don't let let go of that vision. Manifest your vision. Yeah. Also consuming good content. So like obviously, hopefully this podcast is motivating for people, but other podcasts too, like Ed Milet and Tim Robbins and yeah. Um, do you listen to any motivational podcasts? Joe Rogan motivates you yeah right? some of his podcasts are mo- you know are diff- mm-hmm. it's different levels of podcasts he has some right. are super motivating some are very informational yeah i like because they're very informational if i want like a super motivating podcast i don't know i'd go to what's this tony robbins oh tony robbins it's good i it's love all his- mindset because you know what i i learned about him one thing i learned i go why has this guy become so damn successful for speaking that's all he does is talk mm-hmm but I know what he does. He he makes you believe in yourself and, may, and tells the same thing we're saying, but in a different way. Like you guys all have that inner beast. You got to unlock it. You got to unleash mm-hmm. it. It's there. And he teaches people the mindset. Don't give up on business. Yeah. You fell down a few times. You didn't succeed, but so what? Keep on going. And fast forward, people be like, man, you're right. I made it. I mm-hmm. did it. Why? It's all mindset. It's all he's doing is just planting good things in your mind. Yeah, I was listening. Actually, speaking of that, I, he was on Ed Milet's podcast, Tim Robbins and Ed Milet. They're yeah. both very motivational. Yeah. And they were saying like you, you, for people, it's kind of like hard. You have to break the chains of uh, generational chains. Yes. And like um, there's one in every family that becomes the one who finally kind of like breaks the chains and then several going forward those generations don't know like the poverty or being poor or whatever because there's there's the one that breaks the chains yes but it's very hard to be that person because Mm -hmm. your your family is uncomfortable with it especially for like entrepreneurs they're uncomfortable with the fact that you don't have you don't punch a clock and you know so they kind of like try to hold you back people that don't are nervous by it they hold you back, not in a negative way, not be, you know, there are people that hold you back because they're haters, but there's also people that hold you back out of fear and comfort because it's making them feel uncomfortable. Yes, yes. And that's a lot of times with your healthy journey too. Oh yeah. There is two types. So there's the yes. people that are going to hold you back because they definitely, they're not ready or they don't feel like they can do it and they want to keep you down with them. But there's also going to be people that hold you back just because they're uncomfortable by it. They're just uncomfortable because they don't even, you know, they can't, they kind of want to do it themselves. They don't know how to, how to or whatever. You know what? The one dig I hate when people are on their health journey and they're showing results and they're shining and, and things are going their way mm-hmm. and they're dropping pounds is you're getting too skinny. Yeah. Don't say that, you guys. Don't say that to people. They don't want to hear that. No. Because that's kind of a dig. Why yeah. you say I'm getting too skinny? The whole point of me losing weight is to get skinnier. Yes, that's yeah. the, that's the goal. Like, purpose. why is that a negative thing? I, it irritates me too that wanting to lose weight 
is seen in society by like all of this whole biggest beautiful campaign or whatever seen in society is like politically incorrect we're like going backwards in life yeah i feel like like that is not a negative thing we no. know that obesity causes disease yes. and death don't fool yourself so it, it is does. not a negative thing yes. to want to put myself into a situ- in a position where i am no longer obese yes. so that i can reduce the a lot of health risk. Yes. So why is that seen as negative? That's a problem for me. That irritates me to no end. Because there's a certain agenda right now. There's certain movements and certain groups feel uncomfortable. And it's because they feel uncomfortable. And right yes. now people are starting to feel that way again, feel uncomfortable because now the trend is going back to a more slender, the, the trends, you know, it's sad body because unfortunately trends. body types are trendy. Yes. I'd like to say I didn't fo- I don't follow any trends. I've just always been a, the type of person that I just want to be athletic, fit and athletic. Fit, yes. Whether it, it wasn't, it's not trendy. My body type is actually not trendy right now. I, I'm seen as way too small, way too thin, way too petite. Yes. People want this whole voluptuous, you yes. know, look, I'm, I didn't follow hits. those trends. Yes. You know, um, you shouldn't follow trends when it comes to bodies. Never. Don't do that. No. What health, did we just see yesterday? Unless it's health. Unless the trend is healthy, then yes. follow that trend. Yes. yes. Health. You can't yeah. go wrong with health. Yeah. No. But you start doing crazy ass stuff. Like you said, the trend's changing. Yeah. Now these women are scrambling to get these these implant these injections out of their butt, the smaller hips. The, the parentheses backwards. hips are going away now and the they're scrambling and they're upset about it. Like, damn, because this was easier to achieve. I just had to eat a lot and go get surgery and I was good. Yep. It's easier to achieve. Now this new trend. Because now, you know, the Kardashians are like super skinny or whatever. It's like, more I'm like now. how about we just not follow a trends when it comes to your body? Follow yeah. health markers. <laughs> let's worry right? about that because that's not going to change. Yeah. That's like, could you imagine me? Let's just say I was obsessed with the rock and I wanted to be big like him. Imagine me at 48. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm slamming testosterone, growth hormone, and I'm getting huge. That ain't good for my heart. I'm yeah. gonna make my heart explode. I'm gonna make my blood pressure give me a stroke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So that's a trend. I'm I don't follow those trends either. Like oh, this, this, I do my own thing. I want to be fit and healthy for me. Health, right. That's it. Because that's never gonna go away. Never. Our, our science and our chemistry and the way our body works is never going to change. In that one day, it is going to be a healthy to be 300 pounds. Never. It is never going to be healthy to be 300 pounds. Humans were not designed that's to That's not be that going big. to change. Nope. So that's not a trend, um, you know, reducing your body weight so that you're no longer obese and, you know, improving your health markers is, that's not going to change the nope. way that that, so, that works. So don't, yeah, it's so not don't, trendy. So don't believe the hype. No one's saying big ain't beautiful. Listen, hey, to each his own. I don't, I don't knock them, but at the end of the day, you got to be realistic with yourself. Mm-hmm. Obesity is not healthy. I don't care how, how you want to slice it. Right. If so you want to be that way, be that way. That's yeah. the way you, you want to succumb the rest of your life to be, hey, go, yeah. go have at and it. And you but, have to accept the fact that yes. you'll, uh, you will probably, you know, you're going to inherit some Acquire things. a disease. Yes. Be ready that, for that will be somehow directly in, related to that. And yes. that's what will lead to your death yes so whatever is in your family history probably you're going to get it so for me it's diabetes i know if i get overweight real bad out of Mm -hmm. control that's lurking too so i have two things that could possibly kill me or stroke diabetes stroke and diabetes yeah so you do that's a that's the window into what you might have to endure is what your parents yes you have to look at your parents and look at and your grandparents too yeah 
and it's a family history for yeah. a reason. Like you have the C in your family history. Lots of yeah, it, right? Lots of cancer. Yeah. Family. See. All right, you guys. Well, hopefully this was motivating, not demotivating. Yeah. No. 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 You know. Remember, I'm trying you, to keep it real with you guys. You know. Yeah. You just you can you can do it. Like you said, everybody has the beast within. You have oh, to learn yeah. how to unlock it. Everybody. Trust me. You can unlock it. It is not too late. I don't care if you're listening to this and you are 65. It is not too late. If you are breathing and you are alive, it is not too late. No, it's not. You can do things that is going to make a difference. It might even shock your doctors when you do your blood markers in the future. They're like, wow, much better. Exactly. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. See ya.